Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond in dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Interim Pastor Molly's heart was in her throat as she stepped onto the front porch of Diane's grocery. It was a homey, unpretentious structure that looked like it might fall down in a hard wind, the sort of country store she had known all her life. But Molly was there to see the three wise men of Doodlebug at the behest of Mother Nutsuch, who pretty much ran the town from her room in Charity's rest home. You're off to a good start, honey, Mother Nunsuch had said, patting her knee, but you need to make yourself known to the three wise men, and it's time you paid them a call. To the lady at the counter, Molly shyly said, Ma'am, I have come to see the three wise men, feeling a bit foolish as she did. The counter lady beamed at Molly. That would be Paltry Bones, Tibby Couture, and Twood and Labaw, and they're all out back. Are you Diane? asked Molly, hopefully. No, I'm Sister, said Sister, who apparently did not feel the need for any other name. Paltry Bones owns this store, but he thought Paltry's groceries would sound like the shelves were bare. So he just made up Diane out of old flower sacks. The boys call him Diane sometimes just to make him mad, she laughed. People think Tibby's name must be Thibodeau, but it's actually Tybalt. His mama just loved Shakespeare. We never did find out what was wrong with her. She named her other boys Banquo and Dogberry, and she's still trying to live, they're still trying to live that down. Now, Twudden, well, he was the youngest of a big parcel of kids, and he was always getting blamed for anything that got broken. So when he finally learned to talk, the first thing he said was, Twudden me, and that was that. Now, Twudden's up in his 90s, but he can hear when he wants to. So forewarned is forearmed, and if he pulls out a red bandana, best you get out your hanky, too, because it means he's about to launch into a tearjerker. Now, don't worry, darling. The boys are expecting you. Mother Nunsuch called me this morning, so we see you coming from a long way off. She paused just before she pushed open the back door and said, there's no telling what they'll be talking about today, so I would just suggest you just let them roll. 
the three wise men were sitting in cane rockers out on the back porch, which was very large and a natural gathering place. It was a breezy spot with an unobstructed view of the river and a true people like a saucer of honey. Sister immediately started to banter and tease in a manner that suggested that this conversation had been going on for a very long time. Don't you boys have nothing better to do than to sit out here catching flies, said Sister. It's hard work doing nothing, said Tibby. You can never catch up. You know, Nartha here has the second sight, said Paltry, who Molly suddenly realized was sister's husband. I can't get away with nothing. Well, you haven't moved from that spot since 1982, so it don't take a psychic to find you, said sister, who apparently was also Nartha. How are you doing today, Twudden? Same dirt, different shirt, he replied with a wink. Molly was to learn that Paltry had a strict rule against drinking on his porch on account of a terrible fight that had resulted in several people going to the hospital and the loss of his favorite footstool. In the aftermath, footstool had become a verb and Paltry would threaten to footstool anybody who pulled out a bottle. On this day, they were all sipping iced tea out of fruit jars, which Sister wordlessly offered to Molly. With a last encouraging look, she slipped back inside the screen door. You're that little girl that replaced not a problem over at the community church, said Paltry. Molly had imagined that a man named Paltry Bones would be skinny, and she was right. If not for a wide belt with a huge silver buckle, Paltry's britches would have been sliding south all day long. Before Molly could plead guilty as charged, Tibby launched back into his interrupted narrative, which was clearly a high-water story and a tall tale to boot. So, as we was coming along in our flatboat after the big storm, Looking for people that needed help, my son Antoine spied a little calf thrashed about in the water. And I said, don't tell me you're going to haul that thing into this boat. And he said, yes, Daddy, I am. And he dropped into the water quick as a flash and grabbed her and threw her over the side. And then he got a rope and he tied up her legs good so she couldn't kick. And we made for the first bit of dry bank that we saw. So Tony and me eased her over onto the bank and untied her and set her legs, set her back up on her legs. And I'll tell you what, that calf was some kind of shook up because she ain't never been to town before. Twasn't that paltry laugh? uproariously at this bit of country humor, although they had heard this story many times before. Paltry turned to Molly and said, there are all kinds of ways for a person to lose their life to the water in South Louisiana. We got hurricanes 
and tornadoes and floods and broken levees. We got the river, the bayou, the swamps, and the ocean all trying to get up on the land. We've been washed away, blowed away, and drowned out over and over again for hundreds of years, but still, we keep coming back and rebuilding. I once heard a Yankee to say that proves how ignorant we are. In fact, it proves how stubborn we are. And there's nothing wrong with being stubborn. I would say that's how the human race survived. Just as Molly was reflecting that Paltry had addressed her as an outsider, she saw Twudden pull out a red bandana from his pocket. And everyone on the porch got still. In a tremulous voice, he began to speak with his gaze fixed on the river. In the summer of 1926, I was just a little bit boy, not three, four years old. And we were living in Carnarvon, not far from the river, when it commenced to rain. It rained not just on me and mine, but all the way up and down the Mississippi River. In Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas, and of course right here in Louisiana. It rained and it rained for months and months till the river couldn't take no more. He dabbed his eyes with the bandana. Then... In 27, the waters started to break over the levees, one by one, starting with the Cumberland River in Nashville and moving down to Mounds Landing in Mississippi and flooding the whole world along the way. And the river stretched itself out 70 miles wide and stood 30 foot deep and more Never been a flood like that before or since. So many folks died. So many lost their hopes. Then the rich folk in New Orleans, downriver from where we were, they got scared and they dynamited the levee in Carnarvon just to spare themselves. They flooded out the poor people in St. Bernard and Blackman's Parish just to spare themselves. Twudden broke off mid-sentence, fighting back his tears, which prompted Tibby to jump in. If you go to Vicksburg, they got the high water marks painted on the levee and the one for the great flood, the great Mississippi flood of 1927 still tops them all, he said gravely, failing to notice that Molly had turned pale as a ghost. She stood abruptly and made for the door. Through the window, Sister had seen the red bandana come out and watched Molly's face turn to ashes. When Molly burst inside, Sister was waiting. Sister looked. She took both of Molly's hands in hers. 
but said nothing. Sister looked into Molly's eyes and saw the waters rising. She saw a little child crying for her mother. In that moment, she remembered hearing that Molly was kin to Father Joe Fontenot, who had lived in Dudabaga as a child. And she also remembered hearing that Joe's aunt had died in a hurricane, leaving a family behind. To Molly, she said, Sugar, come in and sit down by me before you faint with the heat stroke. Sister felt the gale force wind tugging at Molly, and she continued to hold tight to her hands to keep her from blowing away. I just, I just need to catch my breath, said Molly weakly. Sister watched Molly pull herself back from the edge as she had surely done many times before. The two women sat together until the gale died down. Back on the porch, sister addressed the wise men with Molly at her side. If y'all sit out here much longer, I'm going to have to come out and baste you, she said playfully. Sorry, shotgun, I didn't know you was loaded, said Paltry. But the jesting fell a bit flat. The three wise men saw that they were looking at someone who had been touched by the water and that the moment called for the wisdom for which they were known. Sometimes the biggest hero is the person who gets up in the morning and puts his pants on and goes back out the door, said Tibby. Ain't that right, Diane? When the high water comes, said Paltry, we all get wet together. Twudden said nothing, but gave Molly a long, tender look. Y'all be sweet to my baby girl, you hear, said sister, or you will answer to me. And Molly knew that she was now firmly under her wing. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.